We are in Champions League, man. That was my Dilly din, dilly dong, come on. I will love it if we beat them. Love it. This is the Modern Soccer Coach Podcast with Gary Kearney. Hi, welcome to the Modern Soccer Coach Podcast. My name is Gary Kernane. Little Q&A session this morning with a youth coach who's looking for a little bit of advice on improving the training environment. So hope you enjoy. Um, if you have any feedback or if I've missed anything or if you disagree, please, please, please reach out at Gary Kernane on Twitter, Coach Kernane on Facebook, Gary at ModernSoccerCoach.com. And appreciate you listening. Please, please, please help us spread the word of the podcast. Little tweet here and there, little post here and there. Uh, hope you enjoy it. Thanks for listening. Hi, Gary. My question for you today is how to gain young players' respect. I'm a 23-year-old coach in England, and I've been coaching under Eleven's team for about two years. An example of this would be recently, where I put on a drill, and some of the players were saying, this is boring, I don't want to do this. And I'm sure you can understand this can be quite demoralising. And also, I don't think some of the players take my instructions on board. Maybe this is because we have two managers and I'm more assistant, so I don't know if this is part of the problem where they prefer to listen to the manager and not the assistant. Thanks for help. First up, great job. Um, I've got to commend you on being honest and looking within yourself for the answer here, rather than sometimes is when, when players don't really respond the way we want to or they show a reaction that we're not really in favour of, we tend to look at the player, and blame the player or you know, say that they've got a bad attitude or you know, they're not good enough. So for a young coach to look inwards first and foremost and say, right, how can I improve this? rather than what have they got to do or they have to do this here in order for me to coach better. Uh, that's a really, really positive thing. So good job. Um, for me, it's all about balance, right? Everything we always talk about is about getting the balance right. And in training, if anything comes to training, I always feel that balance has to be getting it right between what the player, what the players want and what the players need. Because if you can get that balance right between what they want and what they need, then they're going to work hard, they're going to be happy, they're going to be enthusiastic, and then you're going to get the work that you need for, from them to improve, to get better as a team and as individuals. So in, in soccer and society today, we, we all want the easy answer. So we all want to, someone is either, we want to label people as attack-minded or defense-minded, as angry coach or happy coach. And I think that's, that's a, an easy way out at times because when we're working within a, within a program that it's not going to be, one, neither one works if it's too much of one or the other. So it's finding balance um, and getting that self-analysis piece right. So how would you do that there? Um, I would recommend that there's three things to look at. So first of all, any time that someone has questions on training, I would always say that, your, your practice design is the first piece you've got to look at. So, and that's so much. So look at the, look at the exercises you're using. Is there, is there too much standing around? Is, there, is it boring? Is there long lines? Is there a period where a coach comes in and talks for too long? 
Is there a period where the players have to stand around while the coach waits for, or the, while the coach sets up the next exercise? Because the longer the periods of standing around and the longer the periods that the players aren't playing, normally those are the periods that the players are get a little bit restless or you know, they can, they, their minds can drift. And if their minds drift, then you're obviously going to lose their focus. So my advice would be would to get your, get your practice design spot on. And if that involves you getting there 15, 20 minutes earlier, that you can then rotate from one exercise to the other without the player standing around. I think that that would be beneficial. I always think that you know that water breaks and and should be at the youth level should be limited to like you know go over there get a quick drink come back let's go. Um, and I don't think they're at the ability to to retain a lot of information. Even the college players, I don't think have the ability to sit and retain more than two minutes at a time. So when the practice flows, everyone's moving, more communication in the squad rather than just from the coach, and it's normally more enjoyable for everyone as well. Um, I think number two then, if you're looking at your practice design for number one, number two has got to be then looking at your methods of communication, your personality, your enthusiasm. So if you're not getting buy-in from players, then is it because you're are you too negative? And again, getting that balance right. What you might be you might be a little bit too analytical, and you might be a little bit less enthusiastic about certain things. And you know, I, I always think that players, when you're trying to get them back on side, it's about it's about accentuating positives and and being enthusiastic and finding things they're doing right. And maybe it's it's seeing a, a little weakness that you can step in, and maybe it's ignoring that every now and again. Um, in order to to gain a little bit more buy-in so that self-analysis if you're struggling in that piece then ask for help you know ask for someone to come and watch you ask for a local coach that maybe you respect in the area and say okay I'm struggling with buy-in will you come and watch me or or record it and send it to someone and I think that piece is so important I would say that to young coaches like the coaching is a communication business on the field, on the practice field, in the locker room, one-to-one. It's all communication is, is the name of the game. How many people as coaches today are recording themselves and sending it to someone to take a look at? So I can show you exercises, I can show you drills, I can show you philosophies, but how I communicate that is going to be whether those get accepted or not. So I would say that there. I would say that if you're, you know, I'm, I'm sure you have someone that you respect, and if they can't make it out to the training sessions, ask them if you would, you know, if, if you would mic up yourself and you would send it to them, would they take a look at it or listen to it and, and give you some feedback? Uh, but there's, also, there's always things you can improve communication, especially as a young coach, because usually you don't develop the confidence and confidence takes time. So, are, you know, as you get better and as you get a little bit more advice, you get more confident as you get more confident you try different things with your communication um, and you always get better at it. So I would, I would urge you to look at that there, the communication piece. And the last piece that I would say what would be worth looking at would be the environment. So the environment plays a big role. You mentioned in your, in your, in your question what role the assistant coach and your other coach had in it and I would look at that there as maybe maybe the dynamics aren't right in that relationship so you know how much time are you spending with that coach 
um, or you know, is, are you going to coffee every? You know, for the youth level, I would say it's sitting down once or twice a week. At the college level, the, that that dynamic between head coach and assistant coaches is built over you have everyday interaction, and that's why it normally becomes very very strong. So at the youth level, I would say, you know, are you meeting up with that coach before, after training? Are you just getting together for a coffee? Are you sitting around talking about um, philosophies and talking about how you can get better and, and just basically communicating with each other? Because the stronger that relationship is between you and the coach you're working at, then the better it is for the players because the, the, the sessions flow a lot easier. They won't step in whenever they're not supposed to. They won't talk on top of you. They won't interrupt you. And you can bounce ideas off each other as well and be a little bit more open to feedback. Um, and then in the environment piece as well, it's always good to talk to players. So can you follow up with, you know, this is a good, a good situation where maybe there's a, a leadership opportunity for one or two players where you go and approach them and say, all right, uh, struggling with this here what do you think or, or is, there a, is there a way we can, we can improve this and maybe if it's with a certain player maybe it's you talk to one of their friends or you talk to that player and you just yeah you just kind of empower your captains to, to maybe they take care of uh, one aspect maybe you give them one job maybe it's the warm up one week and you say you want everyone focused or maybe you ask for a little bit of feedback on, on sessions that they like rather than focusing on the negatives uh, and then it's it's just a matter of as well environments is managing culture and managing every day and staying on top of it and address body language. So if you know, I'd always talk to players, um, give them the good bits as well. If they're if they're enthusiastic, tell them that's what you love about it. If they're standing with their hands in their pockets or standing still with their arms folded, and usually kids at the youth level bounce off what the coach does. So an enthusiastic coach typically creates an enthusiastic player uh, but all these things are they're good they're situations that again everyone wants to get from a to b uh, as quick as possible as coaches and youth coaches all want to you know they want to get to the premier league tomorrow but i think it's it's worth being aware that as you grow and the challenges as a coach as you grow and start working at higher levels the resistance from players becomes greater and greater and it's it's even in college you have to every day try and try and build the trust and build the relationships and build the quality of your work but it's all about looking at what you're doing and, and how to improve that there so hopefully i've given you three things there number one was practice design number two was the communication piece and the and the self-analysis piece and how you can get more feedback on that and number three was to study your environment and what can you manipulate, change, improve in that environment to get you better. So appreciate the question. Uh, hopefully that helps. Please let me know how it goes. Um, if any other coaches have questions, feel free. Shoot me an email, gary at modernsoccercoach.com, Facebook, Coach Kernin, Twitter at Gary Kernin. Thanks very much. Appreciate you listening. Thanks for the support. And I'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to the Modern Soccer Coach Podcast. For more coaching topics, sessions, and resources, head on over to Coach Kernine on Facebook or visit the website at www.modernsoccercoach.com.